it was Friday, this would be Shabbat. <laughs> I'm here. I'm wearing a hat. He is wearing a hat. It's and true. over there. Oh, no. And my wife is called Cat. And your foot is on a mat. And Alex is a prat. <laughs> is prat a swear word? Sometimes I have to ask what the swear words are. Because in Suffolk, right? This is what winds me up. In Suffolk, swear words are different. I say some things and they're like, oh, I can't believe you just said that. That's a swear word. Is it that they're different or is it just in Essex they don't care? I don't know. Like, I've definitely said things in sermons, like when I've preached before. (laughs) Wow. That I can't even say in conversation here. So, like, someone... um, So, like, would you say, like, knackered is a swear word? No, not at all. But some people do say that knackered's a swear word. That's new for me. Um... Uh, well, I can't say all of them because yeah, no one yeah, offended anyone. Which, which words? But basically, <laughs> a, a, anything below an F, the F word and in Essex. up there, isn't there? Um, so I wouldn't say the F word. I was once um, told off in church when I was training to be a vicar um, and I was in a church and they asked me to speak. I said that something was wicked and they were like, yeah. can you not say that, please? Yeah, so like wicked, I think, is the same as knackered. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know. Maybe this should come with like a warning. But yeah, I remember the first time I said the C R A P. Um, People can spell, <laughs> but like to me, that is just like nowhere near a swear word. But like they were like, no, that like that is a swear word. Don't say that. That is a swear. Is that it? Is annoying. Well, I don't know. I mean, my limit is that is, a swear word to you? No, because I can say it in front of my mum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although I can say most. Yeah. So anything below, no, I would say an F to my mum. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> I would. Cultural but yeah, differences, but, I, but that would be like that would be like she'd be like, oh Benjamin, oh Benjamin, hey Benjamin, yeah, no, yeah. So, but she'd probably say it to me first. So, <laughs> yeah, I think the ironic, the crazy thing is, I think my sister could say it, but I don't think I could. Mate, don't get me started on how you've got a younger sister, haven't you? Older sister, oh, older sister. Sisters get away with anything, anything, absolutely anything. Yep, my sister. She goes to bed whenever she wants. I swear, <laughs> until the age of about 15, I had to be in bed by 7.30. She's up. I remember, right, my dad, it'd be Champions League final. Dad go, you watch your first half, son, then you've got to go to bed. My sister, she's out late night partying. She's out doing whatever she wants. She's out watching things on telly. She's watching Tracy Beaker. I weren't allowed to watch Tracy Beaker. It affects your behaviour too much. <laughs> what was the worst thing you were... Well, what was the, like, the least bad thing you weren't allowed to watch as a kid oh because my mum questioned basil brush basil brush when i was and like this wasn't boom, even boom. early years this is when i was like 30 yeah um so i wasn't allowed anything pokemon related really okay no nothing allowed. pokemon related um oh, i'm trying to think of like the bill probably oh no i, I definitely out, wasn't I was sent out of the bill <laughs> um probably mona the vampire mona the vampire. probably the thing yeah no she wasn't a fan of that um, it's good vampires, isn't it? Vampires, evil. Because we're we're brought up in Christian That's households, it. isn't it? And and vampires. How did are... we become how we are? And then we have these conversations, and we oh, remember. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anyway, Johnny, welcome. Thanks, Johnny. Welcome to the Eden Gathering Podcast. Second time, third Second time. time, second time podcast, third time. And um, it is. I'll I'll do the theme tune in a minute, Alex. Alex, get ready to play the theme tune. Um, today is book club, not now. 
not now. Today is book club. Hang on, just to point out, Alex doesn't actually play the theme song like he like puts what? it in. Don't give it away. He puts it in. Don't and give so, it away. And so we my podcast, always... I want a live rendition. Of no, we the... always do it. We always do it. We always pause and we. No, I would say, I would say Alex to the guest, is looking there shrugging. <laughs> the guest this always is a like... backstage pass and what the podcast doing. No, the, the guest always sits there. And Alex like... isn't. All, Alex isn't even wearing uh... trousers at the moment. It's just wearing. No, <laughs> the guest always sit there and is like, um, and I'm like. This, this is where it goes in afterwards. <laughs> it's really clever. But I, no. want, I want a live rendition of but the podcast. We need to adapt it. Okay. Because this is Book Club with Johnny Abbott, but you're reviewing a... A podcast. This is Lazy Book Club. For those of you who can't read. Like me. Play the theme tune. Let's talk about podcasts with Ben. Let's talk about now and then. Let's talk about all the good podcasts and the bad podcasts that we've read. Let's talk about podcasts. Yeah. First podcast review. Podca- this is the first one? Yeah, we did films, kind of. We didn't really review films. We just had a bunch of nerds sitting in a room talking about films. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to the nerds that were... In that room. They'll, they'll be okay with being called nerds, right, Alex? You, you're one of them. <laughs> yeah, just give me a shake of the head or a nod of the head. Should we edit that out? They'll be cool. They'll be fine. No, I'm, I'm taking issue with the fact that you're not lumping yourself in. No, nah, I'm not, Ned. I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen half the stuff you were talking about. Um, so this is podcast. Podcast. What is the podcast? The podcast we're going to be looking at today is called the Bama Podcast. Bama. And if you're a bit of a nerd, you should really like it because it's a bit of a nerdy podcast. I always thought um, it was Bama. Beamer could be the Beamer podcast, right? Beamer. One of the things you need to know about the podcast is they have really funny ways of saying stuff because they think they're I smart and this. Hebrew and stuff. So, who but is this from? It's by a guy called Marty Solomon. Lives out in the states somewhere. I can't remember where, but he uh, is like part of this thing called Impact Campus Ministries. So okay. it's like a bit of a Christian deal. If you're looking around faith and the rest of it, might not start with this, but if you're like interested in the nitty gritty, where it really comes from, stuff like that, maybe give it a go. I thought it was done by the Bible Project guys. Nah, it's. I mean, is it similar sort of? Yeah, thing? similar. Maybe similar sort of vibes. Maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe like a little less pictures and stuff. I mean, it's a podcast. So yeah, yeah. Less pictures. No pictures. No pictures. Yeah, no pictures at all. Actually, there's no pictures of this podcast apart from on our Instagram at Eden Gathering. Is that the Instagram? Great. What's no your personal followers. Instagram, Ben? My personal Instagram at Benjamin Lasky. Nice. Uh, what's yours, Johnny Abbott? Johnny Abbott. Johnny Abbott. That's you Double did well T. to get that handle. Did. Are you double B double T? Double B double T. Ah, nice. Expecting followers now. Yeah, yeah. You won't right get, you won't get any. No, no. These followers ain't loyal. They don't follow us. We did it like the first couple of episodes and then realised that nobody wants to talk to us. <laughs> People that listen to this are ashamed. Shamed. They're ashamed. They don't admit they listen to this. Don't, They're don't ashamed. There's like three people that admit they listen to this. One of them is Wade Curran. Oh, he's Thank you, Wade, for listening to this podcast. I don't know a single person who doesn't like Wade. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that implies that I know lots of people who don't like everyone else I know. That's not true either. Mike Walsh. <laughs> he listens Mike loud Walsh. and proud. He'll send a tweet in every now and again. Good. Um, Tim Sparks and Jesling, but they're quite behind. Okay. So they'll hit this around Christmas 2020. I was about to say that Tim Sparks has a great hairline, but by the time he listens to this podcast, yeah, that might not be true. I think they're like about half a year behind. I think they might have caught up by now. Well, 
they're all caught up by the time they listen to this. But anyway, talk about Beamer, Beamer, Beamer. So the Beamer podcast started like August 2016, I think, and it was a guy who was a bit fed up with Bible teaching. So mm-hmm. comes from a Christian context, goes to church, all of that sort of stuff. Goes to church, like his teaching around like what the Bible is, what it says and the rest of it. And probably like you, if you've had any experiences around faith or church and the rest of it, came away with a whole bunch of questions. Um, And he was like, we just sort of seem to have this weird relationship with the Bible, particularly stuff in the Old Testament, like the old stuff, um, whereby it's like there's a whole bunch of stuff that we don't understand where God's angry and God does stuff and like weird stuff happens that doesn't really happen in the New Testament or doesn't happen now. And like we kind of like read it if we feel good about ourselves and we sign up, you know, go through it, go through it, go through it, wait to the next bit that says, um, and then God was really loving. And then we think, yay. And we can maybe highlight it and we think, great Bible study done. Yeah. Hooray. And he was like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like all of us. Right. And so he went away and he was like, why do we do that? Like, and, and should we do that? And is that an okay thing? And other things we're just not going to understand. And he goes away and he hangs around with a whole bunch of rabbis because ultimately he looks at it and goes, what we fail to recognize is this book, like this collection of books, this library is an Eastern book written by Eastern people Mm. for an Eastern world in an Eastern culture. And us in the West, we look at it and come up with a whole bunch of Western questions with Western thought, Western ideas, us Western. Half Christians think that Jesus was a white American man. Yeah, I mean, and he was, but um, (laughs) he wasn't. so we had like, we, we come at it with a whole bunch of things and we just recognizes. And if you listen to it, if you start at session zero, because it's a podcast that starts at session zero before you get into any of the actual stuff, they look at a whole bunch of differences between Eastern thought and Western thought. And already when you listen to that, if you're just going to listen to one of the podcasts, listen to that. Cause it's start super at helpful. the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning. Um, and so Bema is actually the name of a, like a little slate that you'd have found in like ancient Eastern synagogues. Right. And the idea was that's where everything would have been taught from. And unlike um, in churches that you might go to now where there's a stage and like people come, they sit in pews and the rest of it, um, the like the Bema would have been the place in which the Bible was taught and everyone would have been gathered around really close and they'd have asked questions and they'd have wrestled with stuff and they'd have disagreed with each other. So and it's they'd a have physical, about it. it's a space, it's a physical space. Yeah, it's space. a physical space. Um, and so in the, like session zero they talk about eastern and western thought and so for an example of this um, and like yeah stay with me uh, the way in which western people and western books will talk about God would be stuff like omniscient and so they'd say mm. or omnipresent where they'd say he's everywhere at once mm. um, and they'd use these words and the easterner might say well that's true like that's a good definition but when they talk about who God is they'd be like but God is also like eagle's wings God is shelter, like God is fortress. And we don't talk about those things. And that's like a different way of speaking. Um, When we talk about sin, we would talk about like the sin of an individual, like you did something morally wrong. When you talk about it in an Eastern sense, they'd say like, yeah, that's true. But also from like a community perspective, buying into a wrong storyline, like that's really like what it can be looked at. And so for me, it's just been like incredibly faith building, but incredibly encouraging because it's allowed me to approach stuff that I've just found confusing or weird or dull mm. where I've just gone into this lullaby effect of like, this is what I know, this is what I've heard, blah, blah, blah. I don't really get it. To things where actually I've started to really ask questions around it and mm. wrestle with it and, and 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 really think about things a lot more. So how do you weigh that stuff? How do you know that you're not just listening to a bunch of gobbledygook yeah it's a great question and so i think one of the cool things i like about it is they um they really encourage you to question them 
Yeah. And like, and so there are some things that you look at and they explain it and then it kind of works and it kind of opens your eyes to it. And so it's kind of really helpful in that respect because it's kind of like, um, uh, yeah, if you've never read a comic book before and someone's explaining a story and they're explaining what a comic book could look like, it's only when they show you a comic book and say, oh, look, can you see? Like when I said there would be pictures and writing, this is what it would look like. Mm. And it's only when you kind of see it that you put it together and it just makes total sense. It's like if you hear a poem and you're like, what on earth is that poem about? And someone says, oh, it's a poem about that person's mother and how mm. they'd like come up in a different culture and they couldn't speak in that language. And mm. they were now battling between the language they want to like. And so they might say a poem like that, but it's only when they say that and you read it and you're like, that makes total like way more yeah. sense now so that's not to say that you should just listen to it and you're like oh great like they challenge you to think about it um they reference just book after book after book after book after book um which is really helpful because then you can just dive deeper and deeper and deeper and some of that i've kind of done some of it i maybe take for granted um and also they seem kind of honest when it comes to the things that they guess about yeah. um and for me that's always a really good sign in terms of um, if it's people, that yeah, if, it's just if people say, is, actually, yeah. I don't know, and I'm mm. guessing at this, and this is what I think, um, that's really helpful. Um, yeah. So have you found this podcast more helpful than four years now of Bible college? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Be honest. Yeah. No. So, well, I mean, yes and no, like in terms of, I've, I've, like, I've said to other people in terms of actual Bible teaching, um, and if this is your thing, like amazing, if it's not your thing, speak to someone first. Cause like people are always better. Right. Um, uh, and they'll help you through it. Yeah. For sure. Current, then, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of Bible teaching, like for me, I've just said it's second to none in terms of resource. Like one of the cool, like one of the questions I get about it is it's like, I mean, how are you supposed to know the, like this? Like, you know, this, you don't get this automatically straight mm. off the page. Like, like how are we supposed, but I'm like, man, we live in a time now where you have more resources, more thinkers, more speakers at like a click away than mm. you've ever had in the history of the world. Um, so in that sense, it's really cool. Um, one of the, like, so yeah, I went to Bible college, went there for three years. Um, uh, like um, in a sense, that was amazing because you do get that personal aspect and you build relationally and you build um, in a whole bunch of different skill sets as well. So they're not really comparable, but in terms of Bible teaching, um, we'd definitely say like it's insane. So what effect has it had on you personally? Yeah. So I think- How has it shaped who you are? And so it's definitely changed the way. So I love learning. Um, so it's definitely changed the way that I've studied. Uh, so it's changed the way that I've asked questions. And so instead of- reading something and skipping over bits I don't understand. It's made me stop and pause and wrestle and question it mm. and, and delve a bit deeper into it. So from that perspective, it's been, um, it's been really helpful. It's been really faith building as well because it's not just information. Mm. Um, like it kind of frustrates me when you just hear really cool stuff and then it's like, okay, here's something cool. Cause I'm like, Oh great. Now I know you're clever. Um, like, mm. and that's good. And there's space for that, I guess. But um, but it always draws back to a storyline, always mm. draws back to a point. And, and it's made me question things um, for me and ask myself questions, like questions like, what are the voices that I'm listening to? Um, uh, who is it that I really uh, rely on and trust in? And, and what does trust really mean within that? Uh, when I think of rest and stopping, like just has a whole new meaning yeah. for me. Um yeah, like the the qualities and the values that God values within family and God values within um, 
uh, the people that he wants to to follow him like that like that's really changed for me i think um what's really um been important for me like i used to go or i still i went last year whenever he's in the country to this guy called um shane willard i don't know if you'd have heard of him i don't think many people have from around here to be honest um because he's not very famous but um basically he devotes his life to this stuff exactly the same sort of backstory of went and taught under these rabbis and now opens up these pieces of scripture, the hardest piece mm. of scripture to people. And he used to come a lot to my old church and we'd do a whole weekends just unpacking the stuff. And he'd always say, I only do this to give you a greater understanding of who Jesus yeah. is so that you can pass that on. Yeah, man. massive. I think I so often get wrapped up in wanting to know stuff so that I know stuff instead of, that being a tool that can help me tell people about mm. who Jesus is. Totally. And there's a humility behind that as well that I think, um, and when like you ask the question of how do you know it's just not gobbledygook mm. and you're like, what if it was? And like, and maybe some of it's wrong and maybe like some of it they're guessing at and maybe some of it it's like they sort of give it their best shot. And, and one of the things I love about it is it's, it's exactly that. It's mm. like, well, we're just kind of trying to do our best at piecing mm. this together. And this is what I've been told. And this is what I read. And this is kind of what makes sense. And this is what fits into the bigger puzzle and everything else. And there's a real humility behind that. That's not, you must believe this. And this is what it says. And if you don't believe this, you're wrong. Mm. Um, and there's some stuff there that it's like, there's some clearer stuff. But when it comes to the stuff that's not clear, um, I think there's a real value in the humility that that gives. And I think like within us, um, oh yeah, I'd probably stretch to say it's spiritual. Maybe some people disagree with me. I think there is a discernment in there mm. for knowing, oh, this feels off. Yeah, or, for sure. no, this feels. And it's not, um, it's not just making a version of God that suits your thinking. Right, I think yeah. it's different to that, isn't it? Yeah, I think like, I can't remember who said it. I, I heard it from, a woman called Heather Zempel, but she sort of said in the beginning, God created man in his image. Mm. And ever since then, we've been repaying the favor. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, we've been making God in our image and yeah. like, how does he fit with me? Um, and it kind of amazes me that like the, there's a lot of people who I speak to who are so adamant and I'm with them like when they're sort of talking about um, the value of the Bible and how it's above everything else. And it's, um, uh, it's the voice of God and it's the, the big thing, the big thing, the big thing. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. And then I'm like, but you, do you read about it? Like, mm. do you work around it? Do you wrestle with it? Do you question it? Like, cause if you don't do those things, then how can you treat it with the value that you say you do? Yeah. Um, like when it comes to like marriage, which I have all this experience of, um, <laughs> or none, but like when you look at marriages, it's like the best marriages aren't surface level where they just say to each other, you're the biggest thing in my life. Like they wrestle with that mm. and they, they struggle with time and like how we're going to try and yeah. create a system where this matters. And, and they, they find that difficult and it's through that wrestling that you kind of see um, a greater strength as a result of it. And yeah. so our relationship with, with faith, with the things that matter to us definitely needs to be questioned, definitely need to be looked into, definitely need to be given time towards mm. it. Um, and the more humility that there is around that, the better. Yeah, I don't think that you're um, discrediting or devaluing your beliefs by questioning them. I think it's the opposite. Nah, right? Yeah, and and like that's one of the big things. Like for the Western reader, the and and this is true in almost everything we read. The point of what we read is always found at the end. Mm. We call it a conclusion. 
for the Easterner, it's found right in the depths of the middle. Mm. And in most or in a lot of different circumstances, it's found through the problems that you find in it. And sometimes problems are intentionally put there in order to make you stop and think that's not supposed to be there. That doesn't make sense. So yeah, 100%. So other than the concept of the Western Eastern mindset change of approach of reading it, what has been the one story or the one bit that you've taken away and been like literally picked your melted brain off the floor? Oh man. Um, If you had to pick one. So it's kind of a cheat because it's like right at the beginning. Um, so I'm currently about 60 episodes in. Um, some of are they like, still going or is it just... So yeah, they're still... I mean, so they're uh, near the end, but they've been going from 2016, releasing them weekly, bi-weekly. I don't really know. Um, yeah, definitely not weekly. Yeah. 60. Yeah. Yeah. Odd. So, I mean, but I'm not near the end. So they've still got like 157. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. I'm like about halfway through it. Um one of the cool ones is right at the beginning, uh, like looking through the story of Genesis. When we read the story of Genesis, we, for those of us who are familiar with that story of creation and Adam and Eve and blah, 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 Noah's Ark, um, we fall victim to this lullaby effect where we fall asleep to it because we've heard it so many times before. And the things that are supposed to stick out to us don't stick out to us. Mm. Um, and so when you... Um, like when he goes through it, he points out the problems in which you often find. Uh, and so I actually went through this with some of the guys on Sunday where we meet at Thurston. Mm. Um, but looking through the story of where he creates Adam and then Adam's there and Adam's by himself. And it's the first thing that's not good to be alone. And so what God does is he says to Adam, what I want you to do is I want you to go and name the animals to see if you can find a partner. Yeah. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, and then, you know, he names the animals and they're still not someone good enough. And so he makes, and I'm like, hold on, is God like ADD here? Like, mm. like, does God not know? Like that he's going to like, surely God knows that Adam and a rhino isn't a good fit. Like mm. surely he knows that. And so like, that's an immediate question. Why does God ask Adam to name the animals? And then it goes on and there's like all this thing around nakedness that's talked about. And it's just like, we read it cause it's Bible language, but then like he makes Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve are naked and unashamed. And then they walk around and then it's like they eat from the tree. And the first thing they discover that's wrong is like they realize they were naked. And so then God is walking through the garden, is calling out to them saying, Adam, Eve, where are you? And he says, I'm ashamed because I was naked. And God says, did you eat from the tree? I told you not to. And he said, yes, I did. Um, He just says, who told you that you were naked? And you're like, out of all the things that God could be concerned about, why is nakedness a thing? And what we don't recognize is that nakedness uh, in the Hebrew is like almost exactly the same word is pronounced just slightly differently to the word crafty. And one of the other components to the story is the snake who's told is to be crafty. So the people listening to this would have been like, okay, so is the snake naked? Is he crafty? Like what's it like, is Adam, is this a person we're talking about? Is this a beast? Mm. And just before this story is told about how uh, God made human beings in his image and his image, he made them. Um, And so this story is a story about what does it mean to be made a human being? What does that look like? Uh, like what does, yeah, what does that mean? 
And I love this because when it gets to that point of the temptation uh, of the snake to Eve, we find that actually not only does the snake talk, he also walks, he also speaks, he also reasons. And we should be asking the question, snakes don't do that. Mm. This is a question about what makes humans humans and what makes a beast a beast. And ultimately what it comes down to is that Eve's desire got the better for her. We're the only creature on the world who has the ability to say no to things. Mm. We have the ability just to say enough I'm not going to go there, not going to go there, not going to go there. Um, animals can't do that. And yet God is a God who says, I want you to be able to say enough. I need you to know that you can stop creating. I know that you can just stop and be in my presence and know that I'm enough. And so when they do eat the fruit and and God's concern, his first concern is, who told you that you were naked? Because I made you naked and that was fine. I made you with gifts. I made you with skills. I made you beautiful and brilliant and kind and fantastic. And yet what other voices have you been listening to? Mm. And for me, that just spoke as I was like, oh man, in my life, God made me with gifts and skills and passions and good things. And somewhere along the lines, like there have been fears over a whole bunch of different things. And it's like, why do I have those fears? Chances are it's because I've been listening to voices. Um, And I would have never got to that point without stopping and asking the questions around hang on, snakes don't talk. And that should be like the most obvious thing in the world. Um, hang on, why does it? Why is it obsessed with nakedness? Like that's like, why? That's weird. Mm. Like why does Adam naming all the animals in order to find a partner? Like that's weird. Yeah. Um, I know this is all the stuff in the middle. Yeah. And middle so like that's probably a really lame attempt at trying to um, paraphrase no, but it's the whole interesting podcast, because but. what you're doing is um, people look to Genesis 1 um and to as a formula for um, how the world was made. Yeah, and that's what but we do. Yeah, the, right. the meaning of the story can be totally. I mean, I'm sure it serves more than one purpose. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. you can get a totally different. I mean, that just shows the depth of and, of the scripture. And so this is a Johnny Abbott thing. This isn't a "thus says the Lord" thing, right? But whenever it comes to that debate, I don't care. Like if it's, if it's, oh, it was made in six days and then you get a scientist who's like, oh no, but it was billions of years. And you get a Christian scientist who's like, oh, it can be kind of, but I'm like, I don't, genuinely, I don't care. Like, I'm not saying that either of you are wrong. What I am saying is that something that is really hard to debate is that this was written as a beautiful poem. Now, maybe it was in six days. I don't, I don't, like, I don't care. That's not the point. Like the point of this writing was never supposed to be, this is how you make an earth. Yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you know, it's like a weird art attack program. This is, like, and this is this some, is God's big picture at the end, yeah, and, and he stands up with a red um, jumper. Some shepherd, murdering shepherd, yeah, talking right. to a bunch of slaves. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. It's like okay, so what's the point? It's like oh man, it's like writing a story of a murder mystery and then getting really hung up because they didn't mention what color jumper she was wearing yeah. when she died. It's like that's not the yeah. point of the story. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, that's really good. And it's like, it has um, really given you a lot of passion, isn't it? Because you've started like, like you've hosted some groups around your house to even go through this stuff. Yeah, sure. And so if you're around in the area, more than welcome to join us Wednesday mornings, meet for breakfast, seven o'clock in the morning around my house, get in touch via Instagram. Oh, that will hook you in. How, how awake are you during those? <laughs> more awake than my housemate, Sam. Oh, really? <laughs> right. So he lives in the house, yeah. which this group starts he's at. Like, he's always the last to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> Some people travel like 40 minutes, not even but kidding. But does he have to be like ready there. to go as soon as it? Nah. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know whether you should be away. I but. mean, like talking of Sam being late, 
He should have arrived with my snacks by now. <laughs> and he's not here. So what on earth is going on? Um, Johnny, thanks so much. Is that long enough? <laughs> <laughs> have we got enough? Can we go home now? Do I have to is ask that, him another bite? I have no question? idea how long that was. It was about half an hour. Is that good? Yeah. Great. Cool. Well, that was long enough. Um, <laughs> was that long enough for you, the listener? Game Maybe home. you want to hear more. Um, you can hear more by going to Johnny's 10-month um, group. Yeah, you can. But probably lo- Will it go longer than 10 months? Um, oh, I don't know. Might Is do another one. To? Might do another one. Oh, if you want to know your redeemer, come to church on Sunday. <laughs> That's it. Johnny speaks all the time. He's really good. Yeah. But you need to work on your sweat glands. I sweat. Yeah. That's it's worth, a, that, it's worth coming That's for. a topic for a different, but like think Lee Evans. Like, <laughs> what's what's I need sweat to in Hebrew? <laughs> Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, genuinely, I could... I, I consider bringing a towel up on stage with me. Is that Mate, weird? just do it. Yeah, a different just T-shirt. Can I just change like halfway? Yeah, I mean like- Is that if, too much? Like if you've ever been to proper Pentecostal black church, everyone's bringing their own flannels. <laughs> like for real. If you're for around, reals. you might even be able to remember this Sunday's talk. We're in a series called Mythbusters. And so you might be able to remember this by the time this comes out. And that you'll be able to remember was the first Sunday I bought a towel with me on stage. There you go. And that's all because of this this podcast. Yeah. Um, this is fun. You can like prophesy and tell people what's <laughs> going to happen when it's already happened. Thanks so much for coming in. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you on the on the podcast about podcasts again. It's like Inception. Maybe one time. Do you listen to any other podcasts? Uh, I listen. I, well, I listened for a long time to Radio 2's Confessions, which is super fun. Confessions? Like, yeah. It's like confessions over bad stuff people have done. It's really funny. Oh, um, right. Simon May. Okay. Uh, so listen to that a guy called Kerry Newhoff. It's a bit yeah, niche. yeah, I hear a lot about him, but then I can yeah. never remember how to spell his name. Well, I go through phases with him. him. Go through phases with him. If you listen to his podcast, skip the 15 minutes where he just tries to sell you some stuff. Um, ah, one of those. One of those. Uh, Peter Crouch. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I listen to that one, but it feels a bit like scripted sometimes. Yeah, and I think they're running out of stuff to talk about. I think so. Yeah. Um, so that's why you need to stay with us here on the Eating Gathering podcast. And we'll see you next week for another session of great banter and interesting guests that will bring you closer to your faith and relationship with Jesus. We should have a mission statement. Do we have one? Let's do one. Let's podcast. do that. Podcast. Podcast. Bye. Play the music. Podcasts. <laughs> Podcasts. Podcasts. Some options there. Yeah, that's good.